Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys are watching their way through Sex in the City for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm right, Kevin, Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And we have a guest with us that we're very excited about today. She was on The Bachelor season 22. I got it. Uh, please welcome Jacqueline Trumbull. Hello. Hey, what's up? Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It's exciting. I'm also watching my way through Sex and the City for the first time. Wait, so. really? So what? you mentioned this a second ago. How many episodes have you seen? Probably like five. Oh, really? Yeah. So t- today's episode is going to be a bit of a spoiler situation. Yeah. Well, so I started watching it like a year ago and uh, it wasn't that good. So I quit. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> Do you so, start with season one? Yeah. Yes, where were I you did. watching? Okay. Today? I was watching it at my home. I'm still open to it. Okay. I'm still open to it. Yeah. Okay. What What is one thing you could remember from the series that you could say, good or bad? So what I've learned is that high powered career women walk around Manhattan with stiletto heels on. And I've always wanted to be that kind of woman, but I have failed to do so so far. Um, do you? <laughs> that wait, is wait, correct. When you say high powered career woman, is there anyone you're referring to specifically? Isn't Samantha really high powered? Yeah. 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 High-powered. And Miranda. Miranda's pretty high powered. Yeah, okay. there you go. Charlotte, I would say Charlotte's I, pretty well respected in her field. I mean, they all are. I would say they're all pretty high powered career women. Yeah. I mean, Charlotte, like, owns an art gallery or runs an runs art, gallery, art gallery. Runs an art gallery. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say they all. If wear they heels were all too. at the top of their game in one episode, just nailing it out of the park, wouldn't you say that Carrie would be at the bottom of those reporting on those? Mm. If you were at the top of an art gallery's game, <laughs> at the top of the partner like, in a law firm, partner in a law firm, own PR, PR agency, business. and then you have it would be Carrie reporting all, on all that. Uh huh. But that's you, a great question. I, wait, so you're saying, wait, so you're saying who would be the bottom of the level of the four jobs? Well, he said it was a great question. So, John, why don't you take this? <laughs> I, I just think it's, I mean, I would love to hear what people have to think. That's that's comparing like all of those different careers and, and you have to find some sort of metric to rate which one is above the it other. depends on what you think is worth what, but I think Carrie would be reporting on all of their shit. Well, I think she'd be reporting on all of it if it was like... If she was, if it was relevant to her story, I think if she was yeah, like, I don't think Carrie just reports on their other jobs. Like I know she doesn't, but it's like, you could, you could break everyone's life down to just a 
Just a, a rubric? Number. Just a metric? Yeah, just a number. You? Three? John? Are you basically doing the Enneagram right now? <laughs> no, but I, I, I do think, I, I think that, the, I mean, is this is saying, this is saying this, everyone else kind of has a, a, a thing I they think, could, Carrie is locked into her thing as being a, com, a columnist. Right. Carrie is at her peak of being a writer. Right. Surely it could switch. You're taking down Pulitzer. Well, so but, right, man. so but think it's about true. this, and I don't know if you've seen these episodes or not, but we just we just got back from where Carrie was in Los Angeles, Los, Los Angeles, Angeles. Mm -hmm. and she pitched her West Coast city, West Coast city, California, California is where to party. California is where to party. That was California Love. Yes. If you guys know that song, uh, California knows how to party. Um, but no, she no, but she was pitching her column as a movie. So I feel like that's how you get higher as a uh, as a writer. But I don't think one's higher than the other. I, don't I agree. I think I they're think, four. I think they're four different. Yeah. Anyway, Jacqueline, where are you from? Uh, originally West Virginia. All right. Okay. And how how long have you lived in New York? About three years and okay. some change. What what brought you here? Uh, I really liked it. In college, I was interning in like tech companies. Um, and I, so I, I got into this career UX design and I really thought that I loved it, but what I loved was, um, partying with my boss. <laughs> and so I, when I had to do it in Virginia, I realized how absolutely terrible it was, but I wasn't wrong about the New York thing. So I moved here uh, and got a job. So you just like thought you'd want to party in New York rather than Virginia just, and decided to move out here? Well, I mean, I had done this whole career switch switcheroo, but New York was always like my, you know, my bronze ring. Like it was yeah. the, the reason for everything, which is ironic because I'm moving in like a month. Wait, you're moving, <laughs> out of, you moving? you're moving out of New York in a month? I'm moving to North Carolina. Uh, yeah. Wait, where in North Carolina? I'm moving to North Carolina. Where? Durham. Oh, I'm from Charlotte and I went to school in Chapel Hill. Which Wait, are, did you go to UNC? I went to UNC. Yeah, I'm going to Duke. You're going. Wait, are you going to school at Duke? Yeah, I'm getting my PhD there. What is your PhD in? Clinical psychology. Because unless your PhD is in UNC, you're not going to be friends. <laughs> I mean, there there is a weird thing where like I went there for undergrad. Mm -hmm. When you go and you have like you have, do you care about college basketball? Yeah. So my mom and sister went to Duke, and so oh. I was like born and raised a crazy Duke fan. So then we are actually enemies. But then <laughs> before I was going to say, but then or, they rejected me undergrad. So I've spent the last 10 years hating Duke. Really? And not hating UNC. You can put your nunchucks away, Corey. Okay. It's I'm fine. good to it's go fine. now. So you watch the game the other day. This will come out two weeks after <laughs> Duke almost didn't get in at the sweet 16. Well, right. So last night I watched the first 10 minutes of the game and then went and got ramen instead. But I was, oh, wow. it was the first it well, was the first 10 minutes least. I've rooted for Duke in 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you getting ramen during that was the equivalent of everyone in our podcast, what they're doing right now. Just, <laughs> just, listen, no, but, but here's my, here's my one basketball question to bookend it is okay. who did you cheer for? Did you cheer for anyone before, before, like when you said you hated Duke for 10 years? Oh yeah. I went to university of Virginia. So oh. I've been, I've been, and then also West Virginia University is my. So you're big, you're like ACC and East Coast strong with all that stuff. Yeah, totally. I'm more of a football fan though. Is University okay. of Virginia UVA? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. was just making sure, so I didn't make a fool of myself. But. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we've we have, got a smart one on the pod. That's true. What, what got you into <laughs> clinical psychology? Uh, I took inspiration from my own misery, I would say, and in UX design. And I mean, my mom's a psychiatrist, so I was like, mental health was always talked about and um that career was like always 
available in my mind, I guess, but I didn't want to be my mother for some reason because now like I'm I'm dying to end up like my mother. So <laughs> Wait, what <laughs> fingers is crossed. Okay. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean I you know, I to put a grim spit on this first thing, I, I was pretty depressed for a portion of my life. And because I was thinking about that all the time anyway, I figured I might as well get paid for it. So there you go. Uh yeah. And then now I'm now I'm quite happy. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's good though. That's kind of like the hero's journey. You like kind of made it through and now you're going back with a different, with a different like mindset to it. If only I could still just party in New York with my boss at the same time. (laughs) Now when you were partying. boss? We need to figure out. It depends. He also. You were out with uh, them uh, tonight. It sounds like Kevin was uh, hanging out with the boss. I gave up alcohol for Lent. How'd that go today? I think you. Except for, except I didn't drink last night because. (laughs) Because, because I, a friend of mine said, I didn't drink last night. Because a friend of mine said he is leaving New York and he wanted to take me out for lunch for a long time. And so the, we had a very fun lunch. <laughs> it just, it just, it, it was like. We went to Buttermilk Channel. It was got, just like someone was like, yeah, Dorothy, tell me what you did today with my freaking inheritance. We had a very fun lunch. <laughs> we had a very fun lunch and we went to Buttermilk Channel, Solange and Beyonce have eaten there together times. They've eaten there they together were there today. Haven't they gotten in fights in elevators before? Yeah, they're sisters. Have oh. you ever been in a fight with your sister? <laughs> so, yeah, Corey, have you? I have been in a fight it's with my sister. It's a real elevator? question. It's a real question. It's just a question. Oh, gosh. No, it's... I- Jacqueline, let's get this back on you. You've been depressed. <laughs> Tell us about it. Oh, it's a, it's a bummer. Yeah. I'm just it, kidding. It seems <laughs> like it is. I don't feel like in Sex and the City they've really dealt with depression that much, actually. Um, is that true? I mean, not I, like a deep dive into not it. Not on. Like I feel like that's they've a, dealt with breakups. Not depression. I don't though. think anyone is able to be depressed in that show because as soon as they would start. Like sharing their feelings, Carrie would hijack the conversation and be like, a little bit more about me. Yeah, that's true. Um, I have a question. Shoot. Before before you were, were going, to, or maybe this was actually the same time that you were going, thinking about doing a PhD, mm-hmm. you were on The Bachelor. Yes. You were the first person that we've had that's been on The Bachelor. Can you talk a little bit about that experience? We also want to know, I, I guess, two things. One, well, yeah, first of all, just can you tell us a little bit about being on The Bachelor, what that yeah. was like, how that happened? Sure. I loved being on The Bachelor. Filming was super, super fun. Um, don't have enough good things to say about the actual, you know, process of being on the show. I got on because my friend nominated me. Okay. Semi without my consent, but I'm very glad that he did. And then six months later, I just got a call. Is it my new job? Does that mean he sent in a tape of you or what does it mean that he nominated you? Well, no, this is what was wild was that he sent in like a photo or maybe three photos and then a paragraph. Shake Yeah. Keep going. Um, (laughs) We're having some weird audio issues and I don't know if anyone out there has seen a quiet place before, but there's something in a quiet place where the little girl has a, she has these like hearing aids Mm -hmm. and every time she gets near a certain thing it will make them uh feedback and that's how she defeats the monsters oh maybe sorry if you haven't seen a quiet place you know have you ever seen the magicians no okay so there's so the magicians is a show about magic it's really good and bad at the same time and they just like (laughs) they come up with like anything and they're like this is a solution like it's the most illogical thing ever but at one point this chick is searching for this like evil creature and cats 
explode when they get too near the evil creatures. So she Whoa. just keeps having these cats. It's a very similar concept. Okay. Why yeah. is that bad? That sounds awesome. Right. So it was really yeah, good. I love this person. show. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Exploding cats. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it so was, yeah, you got nominated, you get on the bachelor. I got, yeah. So I got a call like right when I started my new job and this was like, super important for my career. And then, so I'm like feeling like I'm going places. I've got this great Mount Sinai gig and then reality TV calls and they're like, we want you to date some dude for two months on TV with a bunch of other women. And I was a fan of the show, so I really wanted to do it. Um, but I knew it was going to kind of fuck up my life a little bit. Right. Um, which it ended up not really doing that so much. It was like pretty amazing. And how long was it? It was two months out of your life? Two months. I was there for five weeks. Okay. Wow. And where were you? We started in LA okay. in a mansion. And then we went to... Like Tahoe, Fort Lauderdale, Paris, Italy, and then I left before they went to Peru. Good Lord. Wow. Wait, can you just tell us a little bit about, because I think we've all, I mean, we've all seen The Bachelor and we've seen reality shows. <laughs> I've never seen The Bachelor. We have yeah. I think we're going to have to do The Bachelor Boys after this. We're yes. Every season of The Bachelor. We would yeah. fucking destroy that. That would just be, and destroy it in a way that like we would crush it as in good. Oh, no, yeah. yeah I'm, I, I mean, I've seen it in the background and I think I know the premise. Um, <laughs> also, you should know, like we talked about like music and John doesn't really know anything about I don't music. Do music There's I'm nothing. I don't know anything about music either. There's I'm nothing really of it. Well, yeah. yeah. Exploding cats. I mean, that's so much better than. Um, so, but I know there's, there's like either there's one person and then there's a big group of people that try to marry that person. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it, yeah. and it switches between a male and female. Yeah. So it was a bachelorette too. Okay. Yeah. 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 So how many so there? I know it. So my question was, cause we've, for people that know the concept, like John just described, I'm here, he's I'm here, tracking. he gets it. I know my tunes. Well, you know, your tunes shout out to one of our Patreon episodes. Um, what was like your day to day experience like? Are you guys all sleeping in like a bunkhouse? Do you all have your own rooms? Did they just put you in the yard? <laughs> what is it like? It gets better as the show goes on, but at first we're, it's like 10 to a room in bunk beds. Really? So it's like summer camp for bachelorettes yeah, or a kid summer camp for women trying to date the bachelor. On the bachelorette, a guy fell off the top bunk and ended up in the ER with like oh a broken nose. Pretty, pretty funny. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> So wait, so how many, so you got through how you started in a room with 10, what did yeah. it eventually get down to for you? Well, so it started, I mean, it started with 29 women, um, but it, it was Lord. just like that there were like 10 women in a single room. I self-eliminated when there were seven of us left. What does that mean? You, I, I broke up with a bachelor. So you, you kind of committed, Damn, like you committed. The type of shit we have on the Bradshaw boys. We don't, we uh -huh. fucking have someone who's like, I'm out. <laughs> Bye. You just decided that you were just like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I had a work conflict and I was like, not going to marry the sure. bachelor. Yeah. So it was, I mean, it was, I, I left right at the point where we were supposed to take him home to our families Okay. and it would have been pretty disingenuous if I was like, Hey mom and dad, like here's this dude that I'm definitely not going to end up with, Yeah. but can we just have, like spend an evening together? I've, I don't mean to get things too heavy, but like, how are you doing since that? How am I doing since that yeah. with the breakup? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been hard to regret it every single day for <laughs> a year and a half. <laughs> Are you in contact with anyone still that you did the show with? Oh, yeah. Tons of people. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, so cool. I, I just went to his wedding in January. Really? So yeah. did he marry one of the women from the show? Uh-huh. They're having a baby. No way. Oh, yeah. Was that just... 
this is an interesting thing because like you knew you were going into a show uh-huh. and you were like reality TV camera calling and it was a great experience. Was it, was there ever a weird thing where you were like, I might come out of this marrying someone? Was that, was that a weird thing to sit with? I mean, uh, very I mean, few of them actually get married. So, I mean, it, like it would have been cool. I mean, I, I went in and I think a lot of people do this very, very cynical being like, there's no way I'm going to like this dude. And I really didn't think I was actually going to like The Bachelor. Then they announced it was Ari and I felt a little bit better, but I still, I mean. What? Because you knew who Ari was? Yeah, I'd seen him on a previous season. And I, oh, at least I thought, okay. at least I found him attractive mm-hmm. and endearing. And, you know, he, I mean, he's cool. He's like a Formula One race car driver. He's Whoa. Dutch. He's like, wow. lives, all, you know, he's been all over the world. Um, you know, so he's had a kind of an unusual life, which I found intriguing. I, I just, it's, it's hard to just walk into a room and there's your husband, you know, like you can't yeah. roll the dice on that. Right. Yeah. To, to, yeah. Um, but I was, I mean, I was, I guess I was open to an engagement, mm-hmm. even though there's something a little bit fake feeling about bachelor engagements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not that like, I don't hold that many things super sacred. Sure. So I was kind of like, whatever. Yeah. But Except it seems for like formula, formula one racing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one that when I saw you, I was like, she is a fan of Formula One. <laughs> and I can see that on her face. She just wears that on her right sleeve. Right when we first met her. Formula One. Well, this I that's yeah. why I knew you were an Ari guy. This is, goes back into my extreme regret over the past year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How I flip through Instagram photos and cry. This is why <laughs> so, you're going to do a PhD. And to get over it. To get over it. Yeah, I understand so who, that. who do you get myself. married to? Someone from The Bachelor? Yeah, someone great. A girl named Lauren. Nice. And you, oh yeah, Lauren. What was the uh, was was the wedding televised or was it? It was not. There was a no, lot of Us Weekly photographers. But it was extremely sponsored. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Gotcha. I mean, I think their napkins were sponsored. Like it was. I don't know what they had to pay for, but Peroni. <laughs> Do you, was it an Italian wedding? He's Dutch. It'd be a Stella Artois wedding. <laughs> Is that Dutch? Well, you weren't at the wedding. You didn't know. Uh, about, you didn't read Amsterdam. I don't know. Did you? Don't but Kevin sit down. Makes sit like down. A really, how of a thick napkin they make a. Really <laughs> he does. I think it's Peroni. more. I think it's more. This Peroni makes a good noise. Peroni. Peroni. Um, what, what episode are we watching? We are watching. Oh, sorry, I just hit the microphone with my phone. Frenemies. We're watching Frenemies, season three, episode sixteen. Frenemies. Ooh, I feel like that might be a good theme. That's like true. That makes sense. Because I, it would be great to talk to you about having to be professionally catty for two months of your life. <laughs> okay. I mean, maybe you didn't have to be, but you you would know more. I, re- I mean, I resisted it because I knew I had a professional aspiration. See, this yeah. is though this is good television where they're like, they were like, we want to talk to Jacqueline about how she felt about Christy, and then you would be like, actually, I'm going to do a PhD in depression and psychological studies. So when I talked to Christy, I felt like I was able to actually see what was going on with her, and actually, we became really good friends. Yeah, I feel like you not really interested you, in that. You, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> Have you ever watched the TV show Unreal before? I watched the first season. Yeah. Okay. I do not think it's accurate. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Can you give us a 30 second thing? Why not? And then we'll go to the, we'll go to the app. I think the relationships are actually real and the producers are manipulating you, but in semi, you can kind of see through it and mm-hmm. they ultimately don't want to ruin your lives. Copy that. Yeah. Okay. And I, it's also just less messy. They're more professional. They, they've got their shit together. Right, right, right. Unreal. Yeah. You All right, heard it here. Uh, All right, let's go watch Frenemies. Frenemies. Bye. Episode 46 Frenemies. Carrie teaches at the Learning Annex. 
but her course on how to find love is very unsuccessful, just like her love life. Miranda dates one of Carrie's ex-boyfriends, known as Mr. Asshole, who she meets at the funeral of a dead, never-met blind date. Charlotte gets sexually frustrated with her sex life with Trey, and Samantha gets in a fight with Charlotte about her attitude toward sex. And now, back to the boys. This is Jess Betancourt, the host of DNA ID, the only true crime podcast that exclusively covers cases solved using forensic genealogy. DNA ID goes behind the headlines to answer your questions about this remarkable new crime-solving tool, how it works, how cases are selected, why the cases were unsolved for so long, and how the justice system is addressing it. I include input from law enforcement to give you the inside scoop that we all crave with a straightforward, no-nonsense delivery. You can find DNA ID on any podcast platform. Episodes come out weekly on Mondays. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Ex- Frenemies. Madonna and the whore. <laughs> what? That's That was the theme of this episode, Madonna and the whore. Mad- oh, I didn't Charlotte. catch that. Madonna and the whore. Like the, the virgin. virgin. Got it. Yeah. I don't know my tunes. You don't know your tunes. Um, Frenemies was the theme of this episode. Yep. I got my trusty paper right here. We'll do a quick review. John, why don't you give us a quick recap? I feel like this episode should have been uh, called... I walk a mile in their shoes. Okay. Because everyone was walking a mile in, in someone else's shoes. Um, Charlotte essentially had a Samantha experience. Charlotte uh, went out. Her and Trey are still unable to get the uh, sailboat sailing up. What yeah. do you want to say? He can't get it. I think it's the sail. sailboat sailing is the, the term. sailboat sailing. It's stuck I was going to say he couldn't get his mast Not in the to full. Um, so she goes tilt. back to know. her uh, sorority girls. And she realizes that they're, she's, they're a little bit more prude than she is. And she's the Samantha of her group. Mm-hmm. That's important because her and Samantha had a fight. And Samantha meets Claire Ann. Claire Ann is a bit of a, a bobcat. She's been a bit of a puma, if you know what I mean. She uh, <laughs> A puma? Yeah, she's a hardcore puma. Um, Claire Ann just is, puma? <laughs> Claire Ann makes Samantha look like Charlotte. And then... <laughs> I would, and then I would agree have, with that. Uh, Miranda started uh, going on her date stood her up because he died, so she went out with which was not of, his fault. Not his fault. He had a heart attack. So I mean, maybe he had I high mean, cholesterol. He could have ran more it, earlier ran. in life, and maybe he was a smoker. I don't know. Maybe he just had bad heart. Uh, but he uh, at at his wake, Miranda meets one of Carrie's ex boyfriends, Jim. There was a lot of names in this one. Yeah, and uh, they go out. Miranda and this guy go out, and she uh, doesn't think he's going to be an asshole. Turns out Carrie was right. He was still an asshole to her all along. And Carrie, kind of like the the lowest plot line out of all three of them, or all four of them. Yeah. yeah. She was teaching a class on how and where to meet men, and she became her own frenemy. She was riddled with self, self-doubt and not being able to teach this class. She ends up hitting out of the park, though. She does some boots in the ground men meeting. <laughs> <laughs> she, true. John, you were so jealous of Carrie. You're just like, we got it. Listen, it. guys, I love boots on the ground. Anything boots yeah. on the ground. I'm a boots on the ground guy. You, you can't get believe in done? this social media world in this in this digital world. The, I just don't understand it. At I, the end of the day, boots on the ground. You go to a place. You, you say to we're gonna be here. We're hey. going there. Well, and one it makes to one sense. connections. Yeah, because you've worked in you've worked in sales before, John. I have worked in. I did door to door for Comcast. 
<laughs> really? Absolutely. Sell me Comcast right now. Hey, how much is your uh, Spectrum bill? We don't you take any other Comcast. Hold on. Try my product. <laughs> You're sold, right? Holy shit. You're, try my product. Dude, that's, that's insane. Dude. No, I got You're chased s- off of a guy's lawn with a baseball bat. Really? <laughs> try wow. my product, sir. Try my product. <laughs> there was this internship that was that came onto UVA and tried to sell us on like their company. And I went to an interview and it was very obviously just door to door selling magazines. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been there. I remember they that. were like marketing. You it remember as, like, Cutco Knives? You guys yeah. remember that? No. Yeah, yeah. There's a knife company called Cutco Knives and they're really, really good knives and they have a whole sales pitch where like they have some like kitchen grade scissors you can cut a penny in half with and they'll like do all these crazy cuts and stuff like that. And that's like a whole door to door. They get a lot of kids from college that are like summer job, summer job. You want to make Mm $20,000? Try our product. Go door to door. Try my product is going to be the name of my sales book that I come out with one day. Try my product. Try my product. Cutco is a big thing though. It's huge. The thing with Cutco though is that their shit is the real deal. Dude, I have four, I have four stitches in this finger from a Cutco knife when I was carrying a loaf of bread and a Cutco knife in my parents' house one time, bumped into a door frame. That stuff's sharp. I tried their product and I had to go to the hospital afterward. Yeah. Um, all right, let's dive into let's it. Let's dive into this app. Train Charlotte. What, what are we thinking with Train Charlotte? That, I, in my opinion, that seemed to be like the main storyline. Jacqueline, you were asking yeah. uh, about. Uh, First of all, you've you're never not familiar you've, with. You've never seen this episode. Yeah. You, you don't necessarily know what's going on. No, yeah, I've never met Trey before. I just know that that actor plays losers in literally everything that he's in. <laughs> but also, he's in uh, Twin Peaks and he just plays. Not the, a loser? A he winner? Just, he plays the plays biggest weirdo detective. Yeah, he's, he's the Is main guy. Is he a guy. loser? I don't know if anyone's necessarily Starving? a loser or a winner. Dinner? He's just, he's, he always plays the he guy that's like dates the main character for a little bit, but then right. some terrible flaws. Mm. Like in How I Met Your Mother, he's the weird captain. And in, uh, and then oh, in, yeah, in Desperate yeah. Housewives, he's also some kind of. That's right. Like, yeah. Yeah. What's that typecast? What is there a name for that character, Corey? Like, like beta male. Just be, beta male. Yeah, I love that. Beta male. I think you nailed that. That's What'd probably you say? S- slug. A slug. <laughs> slut. You're like just a slut. <laughs> no, I slug. I just think of like someone like that that's just like. Mm. I don't have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> he would make a great juror. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who? I can't decide. Trey, I feel like you're really, you, he would be just the, the, the prosecutor and the defender would just love to get him on the juror stand. Did you guys watch 30 Rock like religiously? You know, there's a whole running joke in 30 Rock about the pilot that Jenna was in and it's called the rural juror. And no one ever knows the name because they're like, what is it called? Rural juror? <laughs> it's the rural juror. That's it's like funny. the rural juror. Rural juror. So yeah, Trey... You have well, a phrase you, the beta. I think beta male is probably the best way to yeah. describe that. Beta, yeah, trade a male, trade a trade a male, trade a male. Do you have a Do you have a Sex in the City character you would most just after watching this episode that you would say I'm most spiritually connected to? Probably Carrie. Really, I think that's one of my problems with the show, though, is that I don't really relate to these women super well, but mm. probably Carrie. Do you relate to any because you're three dimensional <laughs> and they're. I mean, right. Yeah, that is kind of how they're portrayed, though. Like, I have very little in common with Charlotte. Um, What's I just know her as Kim Control. What's her name? Samantha. Samantha. Yeah. All I know her of is this like the older woman cougar Mm. sex fiend. So, I mean, you know, I can't really I wish I could claim to be more like Samantha, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. 
And then, uh, and then the lawyer, Miranda, I don't really get that much of a sense of who she is, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because we've talked about this in today's day and age. People are very much like I'm a Miranda because she's looked at as like the, like, Kicking ass, career woman. Yeah, like I think a lot feminist. of people these days put more on her than is there, based on just based on where we're at in season three. I think there's it's like besides just caring about her job, sometimes it's like people put a lot more on her than is actually there. Besides her being like I'm a lawyer, and it's like she cares about her job. Well, I think it's yeah. it's like. She, Carrie and Charlotte could both be like Disney princesses mm-hmm. and Samantha is just typecast as like the slut. Yeah. And Miranda's the only one who's like actually analytical about why she's feeling things and if she's feeling things and she can still get swept away in that stuff. But mm-hmm. she's the one who's actually like a little bit introspective about her decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like in, in, in this day and age, that's like seen as respectable. Mm -hmm. I guess there's a way that you could look at Miranda like wanting to have it all in the sense that she's analytical and a career woman, but does have moments of getting not swept up in, but like moments of caring about emotion and love and a relationship. And from a, from like a more today perspective, you could say that's wanting to have it all, you know, because she's super analytical about like what she wants her life to be outside of relationships. But Carrie isn't. Because she's the one who writes well, and analyzes dating. So I, I'm, I'm no, 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 yeah. no. It's a good question. I feel like they're they're kind of opposite sides of this or two sides of a coin. Where Carrie is much more of a ro a romantic. Mm-hmm. So she writes about that stuff and analyzes it, but from a romantic point of view. Mm-hmm. Miranda is the one who is, and I guess I say like in our current culture where there's like all those books like you are a badass and like release or like unleash your inner self. Miranda like bought her own apartment mm-hmm. is like made partner in her firm is also wanting to date, but, and I guess they're all kind of wanting to date on their own terms, but Miranda's like more career forward. And, but then also like, I can also be a romantic. Yeah. Come here, Carrie, come here, canary, canary, <laughs> canary in the coal mine. Carrie's more, she's career forward. But leads with her romanticism. Yeah. She's also the main character of the show, and that's kind of like what it yeah. makes. That was what makes sense, I guess. Hmm. Like, I don't know if, I wonder if, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Like, in, a, in an aesthetic today, it seems like it's not necessarily like leading with romanticism, but it seems like in an aesthetic today, people are like, you lead with whatever you want to lead. It's like leading with your own power. And that's what it seems like Miranda's thing is. Yeah. I certainly spend a lot more time thinking about my love life than my career, but. I definitely prioritize career over love life. So did that happen? Uh, was that before you were on the bachelor or was that as a result you think of being on that show? Sorry, what? Like, like you, you spending the amount of time you spend thinking, thinking about, about your love life. Was that something that was occurring before your, your involvement with that or yeah. is that something after or, or both? I've been trying to think about how the bachelor like changed how I approach love. I think at first I was like, you know, I'm going to be super confident about just telling men that I'm looking for serious commitment and relationship and everything. Why is we feel like we're in a there's just, uh, there's just people walking in the hall. There's people in the hallway behind us. And you know what? We I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Us, but Kevin and I just saw it. And anytime it's the new Jordan Peele movie. Okay. And there's a 
there's a lot of like surprising deaths that happen, but mm-hmm. anytime I, anytime I, yeah, you know, it's a spoiler alert, but it's also a horror movie. Anytime I hear just random people down a hallway now, since we saw that movie, I'm always like, oh my gosh, we're about to get, we're about to get us. We're about to get us <laughs> hardcore. I, you know, I would kind of enjoy that obituary though. Like Jacqueline, <laughs> they got us. <laughs> Jacqueline was axed to death while, uh, Jacqueline, while being on a podcast Jacqueline, about dudes watching Sex and the City. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Jacqueline was talking about thinking about her romantic life, but leading with her professional life, and then she straight up got ust. We saw her text messages disturbing, saying, should I do this, should I not? <laughs> Finally telling her friend, I guess, what's the worst that could happen? This was the worst of that could happen. She got ust. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. So sorry, wait. I was in the um, hallway telling people to be quiet. Yeah, so John I, was telling them, them them guys not to. But care I'm us. also way too scared to see the movie Us. By the way, dude, yeah, it is me too. Now, way too Very scared. Good. There's a website called Where's the Jump dot com, uh-huh. and it'll tell you where all the scary parts and scary movies are. Yeah, I frequent that all the time. Did you <laughs> end up doing it for <laughs> us? Because we were talking about that last weekend. No, I did it for. Um, Everything else. I did it for when I had to go see um, his other movie. What's it called? Oh, Get Out. Yeah, Get Out. It's way too scary. I'll say this. Way too scary. I'll for say me. this. You're for that. Great movies, <laughs> but for Philomena. Hey, why don't you. <laughs> What's Philomena? Judy film. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely do it for Philomena. Us is definitely scarier than Get Out. I don't know as, if I'll be able to do it then. Not I'm, as scary. I get so scared. Not as scary as Philomena. Like I did it for the Green Book. Like, oh, it's terrifying. <laughs> the themes of that film. Okay, Absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Absolutely. Trum- okay. Oh, uh, yeah. But now I feel like I'm kind of back to square one. Like, I don't think I learned anything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I it, love life is more enjoyable to think about than career because it's mm-hmm. not difficult. I mean, it, it it's, or it's like an overcomable challenge. Interesting. Because I would, I would say, if you look at it from the characters of the show, mm-hmm. I... I think some people would think it's an overcomable challenge and other would be like, it's the ultimate challenge. Okay. Yeah. I know. I don't know what I'm saying. I guess no, 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 I, I, I think it's just, I think you can look at it both ways. I'm not trying to disprove you. Yeah, I don't think there's a wrong answer. I, I don't know if there is either. No, I just, individuals wired. as soon as I said that, I was like, I don't even think I agree with that. Um, welcome to our podcast. We yeah. all say stuff all the time. We disagree. <laughs> That's just kind of the theme of the show here. A hundred percent. I just mean, it's easier to think about, your own relationships than about something so outside yourself as mm-hmm. psychology or science or True. something like that. Mm. So it's always going to be kind of enjoyable to think about. That's the overcomable. Like you can always develop hypotheses and test them versus have actually having to go out and like acquire new knowledge, you know, that's mm. like heavy and sometimes boring and difficult, but dating, I mean, it's it. I mean, it's a, it's, it's fun. That's why people, uh, put off marriage as long as possible, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> including myself. Do you feel like as, as a woman who's lived in New York for a few years, Yeah. do you feel like dating in New York is fun? And here's my thing going into this is that I hear from women, but also just people in New York that they're like, Oh, it's fun. But everyone in New York is kind of looking for something that they could get. Like they're always looking for something a little bit better. So it makes yeah. dating hard. It, it's hard for people to commit. Do you feel like it's fun in New York? I thought it was way more fun a couple of years ago. And I don't know if that's because I'm looking for something more serious now or because dating the way I've been dating has changed. But I do think a few years ago I was meeting men out in the wild a lot more often. And to, uh, yeah, that was <laughs> some boots, some boots, on, boots the on the ground, boots on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And I was more just, 
I think I had more enthusiasm about going out and meeting new people. Yeah. And now at 27, you know, do you ever like you walk down a street, see a party or see a bar and you point out and you're like, I know exactly what an hour in that place would feel like. Oh, yeah. I know exactly. So much. Oh, yes. Yeah. I went to watch, to bring it back to what we were talking about earlier. I went to watch a basketball game yesterday mm-hmm. and I was super picky about where to watch a basketball game because I was like, I know this place is going to be too expensive. Mm-hmm. This place is going to be too crowded. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want this yeah. experience. Yeah. As someone who went to Olive Garden outside of JFK yesterday, let <laughs> me tell you. you. <laughs> an hour, an hour inside inside Olive Garden is exactly what you think an hour inside Olive Garden's like. Nothing changed. Yeah. But to me, it was incredible. <laughs> Which is I love every second. Fucking of it. awesome. I took, unquote. I took the tour of Italy. I had unlimited salad. <laughs> I had <laughs> unlimited breadsticks. When I you, had a Peroni. It was the best. But nothing in that place has changed since high school. Yo, that shit was like seven ninety nine though when I was in high yeah, school. It used to be way no. cheaper. I mean, it's eighteen ninety nine now, but still in New York, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. In other places, it's still. Take a tour of an it- of Italy in a nice New York restaurant. You're playing forty three ninety nine minimum. It's a good point. I, I, I John, know, when you, I ahead. totally know what you mean though, because there are times that it's like I always love a good time. That's mm-hmm. like just like, but now it's way more focused on like instead of meeting new randos, it's like the people that I know and love. It's, yeah, exactly. It's like a good time with the people I know and love. Get out of here. That's it. And. <clears throat> new new like un i guess i don't know not untested but just like r- the random experiences that a lot of i guess sex in the city the first season a lot of that is that is like oh that's fun when you're meeting new randos and like having crazy experiences and i do feel like when you're a little older that's the same thing that's like oh you know what's really fun is the people that you know and love throwing in a fun situation to a new place or a new thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was, same with dating. I was living in South Carolina before I moved to New York and I, but I had interned in the summer several times partying with my boss. And I remember <laughs> friends would be, this was a specific memory. I had this guy was like, Oh yeah, I went to a birthday party and there were all these like blown up flamingos in mm-hmm. in a limo. And I was like, God damn, I have to move to New York. I have to experience that. Mm-hmm. And now even a limo filled with blown up flamingos, I'm like, I know mm-hmm. exactly what an hour there would yeah, be. Like. That's so funny. <laughs> totally, that's so true, though. Yeah. You're right. You know exactly yeah. what it'd be like. And there's, that, there's there's days and times when I'd be down with flamingos in the limit. Right. But sure. you know exactly what you're getting into. Yeah. And so that's that's really smart. I mean, yeah, in New York, it's like you have a million conversations with new people, and oh, a lot yeah. of them same. But I feel like I've had the same fucking conversation like a thousand times at this point. Yeah. Over the past six months, and I just want to meet somebody with meaning. Well, <laughs> that's, damn. But I feel like that's someone who's probably been here and like been through it a little bit. Cause I, I always like said that I felt like your first couple years in New York, if you stayed for a little bit, mm-hmm. it after the first year or so, and this could be said for I, and maybe other cities too, but like, it kind of feels like your freshman year of college or your freshman year of high yeah. school where you meet all these people and you're like, Oh my gosh, really these experiences. And then like a year later, you're like, I don't know where any of those people are. That's yeah. what right. I, I found my real friends. El Paso. It's the same in El Paso. <laughs> That's what everyone always New says York about Tulsa. Yeah. Hey, Tulsa, Tulsans, <laughs> are you out there? Show your existence now. Kevin, I think they're called Tulsers. <laughs> Tulsers. Hey, Tulsers. The Ulcers from Tulsers. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, but no, I but nothing against Tulsa. <laughs> I have family from there. I do. I have family of the No, but I, I know. Tulsa listeners, you are not Ulcers. You're not Ulcers. We <laughs> no. love you. Subscribe to our Patreon. Whatever. Uh, I think. Thank uh, you, no, Tulsa listeners. I think you're right, though. If you're a Tulsa listener, and you fuck you. you. No, fuck <laughs> you. If you have. We it, can ride this ship without. 
the, the, the fuck. Actually, we, let's get rid of all of Oklahoma. We don't need Oklahoma. you here. We don't need. What? We lost four hundred thousand potential people. Uh, get rid of if them. If you're from Oklahoma, turn it off. Get out. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> let's get turn. back on. Let's get back on this app. Yeah, totally. So where? Okay. Speaking of Oklahoma, I guarantee you, Claire Ann was from Oklahoma. She I don't know. Like, she sounded. Claire like an Ann Oklahoma seemed a little tech. She seemed a little Texas to me. She seemed like she could have been Texas. Like big oil, big hair. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's she was. Uh, I don't. I don't feel like she was Georgia. She's a. It's a different kind of South. Here, Georgia's yeah. a little more genteel. I don't uh, know. Yes. Here's the problem with this Claire the Ann story. Is I I bought. Charlotte, Claire Ann. Did we talk about who Claire Ann? You said who she was in yeah, the so, yeah. So, yeah. so Charlotte and Samantha have a fight because over Trey and Charlotte's sex life. And Samantha's like, it's just sex. Just have sex. Whatever. I'm on a rolling cot having sex across my apartment, which <laughs> whatever. And uh, so they get in a fight and they both kind of go their separate ways. Um, Charlotte goes with her sorority sisters and realizes she's the Samantha of the group. Samantha meets Claire Ann fighting over a scarf at Macy's or Bloomingdale's or something like that. And I don't I didn't believe that Claire Ann was that ridiculous to make um, Samantha feel like Charlotte. Did you guys get that at all? No, I think I mean, they, they went pretty zero to 60 when like yeah. Claire Ann's like, oh, we can go meet guys. And then like in the middle of a nice restaurant, she went under the table to blow a guy. But I don't think that that but- would bug. Samantha. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I didn't buy that either. I yeah. also didn't buy that they would be arguing over a plain white scarf. These <laughs> yeah. are these motifs yeah. that keep coming. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I know. That's true. And also there was a little bit where like she sort of kind of looked like Kim Cattrall, but not yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit older. I right. don't know if it's supposed to be like, this is what you are one day or something like yeah. that. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I think you're right. I don't know if they would be fighting. I don't know if the like her blowing the dude in the restaurant would totally. Also, the guy that was getting blown was just. His initial thing was like, oh, okay. Yeah. The acting was, you know, whatever. Can I, I ask a question? And this is a vulgar question. I don't know. Can is, you? It's know, a real. Can you? So have. Did you submit it to the Bradshaw Boys Instagram? I have. Okay. We have a, we have a, we have a reader. We have a fan submission from Kevin James Doyle. So have you ever publicly witnessed I know it a exact, sex act? I know exactly what you're going to say. Blowjob or sex. It, not and I'm not talking about on the street. I'm talking about as public as what we witnessed in that Sex in the City episode. I was I uh, because I have I I know I you know the story. No, I know exactly what you're going to say. We've talked about it before. I know on air. Have I we talked about? It? No. All right, out with it, Kev. Let's go. Let's hear it. We I have talked about it on a bar in Midtown. There's a stand-up show in the back and close to Do the like door. comedy. <laughs> but it was just like someone inside the show. And it was a bustling Tuesday night bar. And the dude that was on stage was like telling a joke. And he's just like, yeah, he's like, uh, so like, do you guys see the couple outside? Some girls just like blowing this dude. And then every, and then a few people at the place got interested and walked out. And there's just a girl straight up blowing a dude. They were both clearly worked at like Morgan Stanley. That's awesome. And they had that classic Morgan Stanley blowjob stance. I mean, they were straight in Midtown. Well, they were clearly straight because there was a guy and a girl well, doing yeah. stuff. That was a plan. <laughs> do you have a, do you, did that, has that ever happened? This is relating to the episode, so I'm not a fucking weirdo for bringing it up. I've You've told this story to me you before. You don't have to get angry. You don't have to get mad. I'm just. Has I'm, it happened? 
No, it hasn't happened. You know, do you know who you remember when we did when we talked to those people at Tortilla Flats? Yeah. And one of them said he had hooked up behind a dumpster outside That's Tortilla true. Flats. But this was maybe it was this is in the bar. Yeah. This yeah. was in, in the Irish exit. Halogen lighting. <laughs> that's that, awesome. It, it was it was that's one of the things in Sex and City I'd be like this is absurd yeah. but then I seeing that I was just like anything can happen at any moment in this crazy town not in Tulsa God New York really is a land of dreams It really yeah. is a land of dreams <laughs> That was yeah. it really is <laughs> And and that couple of you are listening you achieved so many dreams Well I'm also going to bring it back to what we learned from Jen- Jennifer Case Armstrong that the only thing that happens in the show is something that has happened to one of the writers in the show. That's true. So one of the writers has either witnessed that, received that, or done that to Wait, someone. Wait, what? Yeah, so yeah. They, they made a deal that everything that takes place in the show happened or was witnessed by all, one, at least one of the writers in the show. Do you think some of them are like, listen, I really want a scene where they're rolling around an apartment in a cot, so we're going to have to have sex right now rolling around an apartment <laughs> in a cart so that we can probably, a TV show. Probably. Yeah. But but I I think it was probably like, I could see that happen. I could see, you know, in New York, you have your beds on wheels, you have them lifted up, and I'm sure something like that happened, but... I, 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 we I have bet. beds on wheels in New York. That's a common thing. Yeah, I have wheels. I have wheels on my. Wheels on my. I have a bed frame for my bed. And how does your bed stay? Okay. <laughs> have, like my bed used to be on wheels, and then it would be on a on a lifter or like one of those yeah, lifter mine, platforms that so get stuff under it. I have a yeah. I have like a metal bed frame on the bed that I used to have. I had a metal bed frame, and there were wheels underneath it. And you just like pushing it to different spots of your room. You know, it stays unless Stop you, yeah. It. Oh yeah, I'm fucking around. No, 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 there's no. wheels on bedrooms. Yeah, at least two of us are confused. About I'm it. messing around about the fact that you move it, but <laughs> but the majority of beds I've had and that's like a functionality doesn't thing now. But yeah, you know, they have wheels. Hey, you go buy a bed frame. It's I have listen, a nice listen, bed frame from West Elm. I don't listen. If don't, you can put wheels on hey, something, brag, you should put wheels on something. Huge brag. Huge brag. Yeah. Not everyone has a. This is an abnormal thing to have wheels in your bed frame. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I have a shitty bed true. from IKEA, but it I'll doesn't it have right wheels. Now. Like I just did. I don't think this. No, look up a bed frame. It's like that I, gray you don't need to frame. Look it up. I know what the ones look like, but that's not the. Hey norm. Kevin. Hey Kevin. Hey Kevin. Yeah. Not all of us can have beds from West Elm. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Too bad. We're not all suburban housewives. Well, guess what? I also got. Some restoration hardware going on in my phone. Oh, shit. <laughs> you got to type. Hey, I'd read the notes on this, but I can't read them. Kappa, 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 kappa. Oh, no. So we talked about Samantha. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Carrie. Um, realistic for all of those women to show up to hear Carrie like talk about where to weep or well, meet women. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a, a, totally. a thing of the time period because it was learning annex, which like they did learning annex classes all through like up to the mid two thousands in New York. Is that the red box? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's Something one like of that. the boxes. It's one though. of the boxes. It's one of the wow. free box papers on the street that was like learning annex. Come oh. here, someone talk about writing or like sales or something like that. Oh. Yeah. So I think that is realistic. Okay, and I guess Carrie could probably pull a big crowd like that. I feel like. Like, she wasn't prepared at all. She came up there with, like, a solid 90 seconds of material and then got nervous. Like, you'd think that if someone's paying you $300 for a gig, you're going to put a little preparation into it, You also have to anticipate the question, are you married? Exactly. That's true. And And you have to, yeah. And to be like, I'm in my 30s and I'm not, but this is, like, my experience. Mm -hmm. Totally. I would say this. One of the most realistic things on the show has been someone going to Los Angeles thinking that their career is... 
in a game change moment and then having to come back to New York and then make $300 talking to a bunch of people that want to try and be writers and being like, I need that money. True. <laughs> That's the most realistic. Cause the episode before this was just them in Los Angeles. So you guys, I got big news. What? My wife just texted me as we were talking, yeah. as you were telling that awesome story. Thanks man. <laughs> and, uh, Today is Sarah Jessica Parker's birthday. Wow. Thank you for the text, Katie. March 25th, 1965. No Carrie Bradshaw herself came into this world. Shit. Happy birthday. Crazy. Wow. She's like 54? 54. She looks fantabulous. Looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She could do a she could do an annex uh, learning center workshop right now. She could. She could yeah. do a Stellar Artois commercial with, with the dude. She could do that too. She well, happy came. birthday. Happy birthday, uh, Sarah happy birthday. Happy birthday, Sarah Jessica Parker. That's it. That's that it. Was, that you was just want to say happy birthday. Do you guys want to sing? Uh, we don't need to sing. What are you What is that? <laughs> Take, care. Right. Happy Take care. Take care. It's Kevin. Happy birthday. Uh huh. Hey, Carrie, this is for you. I was actually looking up the birthday song they sing at Olive Garden. You know how, like, oh, all those yeah, what's the Olive Garden? Horrible birthday song. All right, that's good. Wait, just one more time. No, <laughs> it's Sarah. Here's just a little. You can just look up any name on Spotify, and there's a happy birthday song for that. Yeah, really? there, there's a band called yeah, the not B- any name. I'm no, sure yeah, it goes pretty deep yeah. into some Armenian names where they you, don't. You can, <laughs> but the it's worked every time for any person I've ever known. All right, it's a there's one. Is there's there one, one for, for Jacqueline, John, Ooh. Corey, and Kevin. Is there one for Tigranis? Well, happy birthday to, to Gronis. Happy birthday. You labeled yourself the great until you met Alexander. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Armenian history. Jacqueline, did you like this episode? Uh, it's okay. I'll I say that. How many episodes do you think you've seen? Like five, you were saying? Yeah, five or six now. Yeah. And where would this stand on the ones that you've seen? How did this make you feel about the series in general? Uh, I, d- I d- okay. There's, I don't dislike anything about the theme or the plot or there's just something lacking for me. Mm. Like it just doesn't, it just doesn't grab me. Interesting. Do you have three favorite shows you could just throw out to be like, this is Jacqueline Trumbull's television history. Magicians. Number one. Californication. Yep. Friends. Um, six feet under. Okay. Okay. Wow. Also Dexter. Yeah. Then then sex in the city. Yeah, it's about. Yeah, but I mean, I love like Friends, Scrubs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How I Met Your Mother, I don't think is like actually that good of a show, but I, it reminds me of college, so yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people that really love um, Sex and City had like some sort of bonding experience with it, and if you don't, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm probably gonna offend some people, but like you can still really like the show, but you love Sex and City. If it yeah. Was, like, uh, a part of an integral part of your life, you know? And if you don't have that, I think you can look at it and, and kind of appreciate it for what it is. But the people that like 
moved to New York because of Sex and the City or... Right, which is Friends for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I watched Friends gotcha. if... Like, when I was moving to New York, obsessively watched Friends. Now that I'm leaving New York, I'm watching Girls because I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's an assessment for a lot of people with Girls. Where they're, like, I watched the entire series and I think it's a great show. Oh, fuck, I love it. Yeah, it's but really... I also hate watch part of it because well, I was like... God. You have to hate, hate because watch the, it. Yeah, because the, the characters are, ter- are written... Yeah, they're written very unlikable. It, but it reminds me of my early days in the summer in New York. Gotcha. It's always taking place in the summer. It's that like, ex- I mean, I was watching this like Bushwick episode yesterday. In the Is first that the season. one where she's on the bike and they go to the rave? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, God, I would have been so into that mm. five years ago. Now I know exactly what an hour there would look like. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't go. <laughs> You're right though. It's always in the summer. They're, they don't, do they have any winter? They have a winter episode, but it's in like the fourth season. And it's when she's dating the other yeah. guy mm-hmm. and then they walk off together in the snow at the end of the season. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's true. Mm-hmm. Wait, can I just ask what's the best piece of acting from this episode? Cause I have a very specific answer. You don't need to be. Okay. Also the acting in this show is terrible, but oh, I felt like there was fired. a good piece of acting in this. Shots fired. But I, I agree. Kim, I agree with you at times. I think Cynthia Nixon, sorry, does a phenomenal job a lot of the times. She's probably the best. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, the, the four main characters, I don't have that big of a problem with it's, but it's, it's the a, like other. Oh yeah. Like, there's a lot of people like, asshole boyfriend. Whoa. Like terrible. Everybody's oh, written pretty flat. A lot of the other people yeah, have played. Yeah. Were written. Well, they're, kind of they're like you said earlier, they are one dimensional. They are right. just like an asshole who used to be in a band that dated Carrie. And right. No depth to the characters whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But wait, did you guys, do, did any acting stand out? If not, I'll just say my, say my piece. I mean, I guess if, if you ask me to think about it, I, I mean, the, I was going to say the Charlotte and Trey moment at the end. Yeah. yeah that's it's good. Okay. It's a little, it, it yeah. I, I, I mean, I thought, I thought, I thought she did great. I, I I mean I like the story point, but I also thought I'm like Charlotte or Kristen Davis in that moment. She is a character that is a more unbelievable character at times because she's like I'm super innocent and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But her just like laying it all out, laying yeah, it all that out. Was really good. I, I thought that was very yeah powerful for yeah. her character. Totally, yeah. and it was not just like her being. I feel like the. The thing we've seen before with her being like, what? I'm wearing lingerie. And then him being like, oh, Charlotte. You're my wife. This is, <laughs> But this was that exact moment only being like, no, this is a real thing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know. I was, I was impacted by it. I thought yeah. it played true. Totally. Yeah. I, I also thought the whole Madonna whore thing with Charlotte and Samantha was written and played well yeah. because she brought up the whole, cause the only, the first time I heard the Madonna or the whore is in the movie days and confused. There's a whole thing where two of the characters are talking about it and they're what like, part? I've seen the movie so many times. So it's early on in the movie. It's probably in the first third and it's the blonde haired girl who is dating Jeremy. Oh, what are the guy? That's the pink, the football okay. guy. Yeah, yeah. It's the blonde haired girl that's dating him. And then the, Dark. Is it when they're in the bathroom, like yes, okay. and they're talking in the bathroom, they're and, talking she's, about and she's like, Island? "Yep," and Got she's it. talking about Mary. She's talking about uh, Marianne, and I forgot. Her. And yeah. she's like, "She's like, guys wanted both the Madonna and the whore." Yep. Okay. But then they, so yeah, I thought it was interesting the way they played that. But then they kind of flipped the like when Charlotte, when Samantha gets into the thing where she's like shown, you know, I forgot the woman's name, but the lady giving the BJ under the table. And Samantha's Claren. like, yeah, Claren. And she's like, I'm not into this. And then they put Charlotte in the place where she's supposed to be. She realizes like, oh, she's way more sexual than her sorority friends. And then she becomes the whore, which is really just her being like a full sexual person. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, 
I thought it was written and played well. A lot of that went over my head because I think I'm stupid, but... That's not true. You're pretty smart. I'm glad that you pointed that out. I would say you're maybe the smartest of the three of us, the three of the boys. I disagree. (laughs) I think I'm the smartest. Which means you're the stupidest. Well, it's just your opinion. You just... It's blind confidence. Well, it's blind confidence that you would think you're not the stupidest. (laughs) And you are. Jacqueline, what do you think about... (laughs) Um, Speaking of... Blind confidence. Mm. We do. We do in this show. We do a podcast within a podcast. Okay. Um, which is my cue for Corey to pick up his phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Did you ever meet M- Miranda's serious boyfriend, Steve? In the sh- no. Okay, Kevin. Could you just describe Steve? Steve wears athletic shorts. Okay. No underwear. He goes up for a jump shot. He's he's just been he's been. On the step a meter. Wait, is this a person in the show? He yeah. is on the show. In the he's, the, he's the main character of the entire series, but he <laughs> was in this episode. His name's <laughs> his name's Steve. He owns a bar and he's, he's super sweaty. Yeah, he plays basketball. And, and he is a part of this podcast. Not oh, this good. podcast, I'm sorry. The podcast within a podcast that is called Steve Talk. I think you need to say something about his demeanor as well. I mean, he's a chill new york guy okay okay and he is miranda's true love and i don't know this for sure but i'm pretty sure him and miranda end up together but that's just what i'm wishing into the world have you guys seen the movies no No. we're gonna watch them yeah Yeah. Yeah. you have have you seen them yeah okay he's yeah i can't remember the i can't I can't I'll pull up a picture of them, um, but uh, let's go ahead and kick off uh, this the podcast it's from the podcast. All right, welcome to Steve Talk, podcast within a podcast. In this episode of Steve Talk, um, the scene is going to be as follows. Uh, Kevin, you can go ahead. Or I'm going to have uh, Kevin and Jacqueline. You guys are going to um, play um, Miranda and... Carrie, okay. and you're at the funeral of Will, and it just so happens that Steve is catering the funeral, the wake, gotcha. and uh, yeah. Miranda's going to run into uh, uh, Steve at the wake. Okay, and I'm Carrie. You can no, be I'm whoever Carrie. you want. I'm Carrie. Okay, yeah. you're Miranda. Jack, I'm Carrie because she yeah. relates more with her. Whoa, <laughs> holy! I like mold. that. Okay, ready? Oh, that's Steve. Yeah. Yep. We just showed yeah, a picture, picture of Steve. Steve. Okay. I have so many. Briefs to file at my law clerk, and this—I can't believe we have to spend this much time with this. Sorry, do you guys want a shrimp taquito? Oh my god, it's you, Carrie. Who? That's Steve. Wait, no, I'm so confused about my role in this. Carrie, it's great to see you and Miranda here at this wake. Uh, Hey, hey, would you guys? You want like a? You guys want some of these? uh, Bacon wrapped hot dogs. I got this catering gig, and so uh, here, take these. I gotta go back to the kitchen in a second. But the more you eat, the quicker I get off work. Hey, Steve, can you go get us some more small wiener dogs? Hey, listen, you can't order me around anymore, okay, Miranda? Hey, why don't you shut your little law trap? And Carrie, what would you like to eat? I definitely do want some of those bacon wrapped yeah, wieners. Yeah, put some in your purse, okay? okay do thanks. it. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, baby, Miranda, I'm sorry. I said that to you. You know, it's, I really appreciate it. It's who fine. You are. Can you get some more of that spicy mustard? I 
Oh my God, who do you think I am, huh? I'm your little lapdog, Carrie. Would you like some some grape leaves? They're stuffed with rice. Love those. Okay, here, put these in your little clutch. In here. my purse again. Put them okay, in your clutch and you. your purse. You brought two. That was smart of you. Well, I knew you'd have Miranda, I'm really sorry that I yelled at you earlier. I had a little bit of Powers whiskey beforehand. I'm glad that you. I'm oh, gonna... what are you glad? You have no agency over me. Carrie, would you like a skewer? I brought, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I brought a third purse. Can oh, you... you got a tote bag. Where you <laughs> <I> get... <laughs> Damn it. You thought of one before I did. It was, yeah, it's, it's an accessory. <laughs> to be honest, I feel like uh, the, the, the Steve Talk theme is not... Let's just all sing the ending of the Steve Talk theme. It's, it's a favorite time. It's a favorite guy. It's Steve Talk. Miranda. Well, well done. Good job, guys. For that was a little theaterish because we, talk, we had to... The, a podcast the, within a podcast. Nothing to be ashamed of about theater. Yeah. There's nothing That's to be true. ashamed of. Right. That's true. I just uh, meant it was like a live interactive experience. Jacqueline, thank you for doing that. Oh, you're welcome. You played a great carry. Yeah, well, thanks. the last thing that we do is we go around the circle and we rate the episode on a one to Ooh, five cosmos. cosmos scale. Okay. Yeah. If, so if you want to think about it, yeah. we could say ours at the same time. Yeah. Oh, also our Cosmo rating, as always, for season three of the Bradshaw Boys is sponsored by Absolute Elix. Absolute Elix, the vodka that you should be drinking right now out of an Absolute Elix copper cup. Mm -hmm. Go to absoluteelix.com and look up some cocktails. And uh, if you need a, um, a glass to set it on or something to set it on, use a thick Peroni napkin also. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Use a thick Peroni napkin. <laughs> but have Absolute Elix on yes. top of that napkin. Um, all, right. all right, cool. If you had a vodka drink, what would be your favorite one to make right now? Three, two, Go. I take a seltzer drink. I take a vodka drink. I take a lager drink. I take a seltzer drink. I take a one for the I'll, I'll have a chumba wamba. I'll have a chumba wamba straight up. What is a chumba wamba? It's a song that talks it's about vodka, vodka drinks. It's a British band and it's the 90s <sighs> with a little lime I, juice. If I had a vodka drink right now, I think I would take a Cape Codder. Uh, it's, a, it's a vodka and cranberry with a lime. Jack, oh, yeah. what um, about you? So uh, maybe one of those like Russian vodka room, oh. you know, like horseradish Ooh. vodka Ooh. things Ooh. with some borscht. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some, yeah. some man with like a wearing a turtleneck with yeah. like a scraggly beard. Ooh. Like a pipe. He was next to me. That's a, a strong Russian one. accent. I like, I like that. that. I like that imagery a lot. <laughs> great one. We need to do another podcast within podcasts called Russian called the borscht, turtleneck the borscht pat the borscht cast that called the borscht the borscht bar with yeah. Jacqueline Trumbull. Mm -hmm. I'd go with the, speaking of the Russian theme. I'd go with the white Russian. Oh, I love a good white Russian. Yeah. Kevin, what would you have? Moscow mule. Oh, you dog. With some absolute elix. elix. All right. All right, let's do our Cosmo rating. Cosmo rating. The three of us will go at the same time, and then you can go after Jacqueline. Okay. Three, two, one. Two, two point 0.5. Whoa. What'd you give it? 4.0. Holy smokes. 2.5, buddies. 2.5? Okay, yeah, I, I give it a 2.5. All actually. right, you guys go first. For reasons insecure I, about I, No, I'm insecure about your rating. Really? Yeah, defend That's it. Great. Defend your it. life. Prove me wrong. The, the Charlotte storyline was the only storyline from this episode I'll ever remember. Like, like her last scene with Trey was the entire episode. 
I, I rag on Carrie a lot, but I expect her character to carry a lot of the show. Nice one. And she was barely in it at all. Her storyline was weak. It was it was not super believable. Samantha uh like was only a side character to strengthen the Charlotte storyline. And like the Miranda storyline, like she went on a bad date and and like Carrie said, I told you so to her. Like there wasn't any there wasn't anything there other than Char- like a little bit of resolution with Charlotte and Trey. And don't get me wrong, it was good. If it wasn't like as was well performed, I would have given this episode probably like a 1.5 or a 2. Mm. But she bumped it up to probably like a 2.53 range. Not my favorite episode. Um, I'm sorry. You know, it's fine. Mine would be that a frenemy is someone that is actually close to you in your life in a weird way. So why is there not an opportunity for one of the four people to be frenemies? And it didn't feel like there were any stakes to any of the frenemies. And so it didn't represent what a frenemy actually is, which is someone that's you're deeply invested in in life, but you're actual enemies. So there were no stakes to anyone in this, to me. Yeah. Um, and therefore, if this show was not called Frenemies, and it was just called, <laughs> if, there, if the episode was called anything else, I wouldn't have even known the theme. Also, I will, I'm going to steal a little bit of your rating here. The, the through line of the episode is, are we getting wiser or just older? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that had nothing to do with the frenemy yeah. theme. Like, w- like, go with that. Go with yeah. that that story rather than, I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and, um, and so it just felt like a lot of it was left on the table. I will say this was the most representative of the actual pain in charlotte and trey's relationship and i felt like that moment was the actual realist moment of being like fuck and then they also had a minute and a half of sex and that made sense at the end of the episode because i was like man she's like putting it out there and really trying and that was like oh it would have really sucked if that ended by him being like oh charlotte quit being a charlatan um and so I'm glad that didn't happen because it honestly felt like, wow, this is a great little scene. But that was the only thing in the episode that I think I'll, I'll ever remember. And it, it, I, I don't hold it against this episode because I feel like it's just like, hey, we covered a lot of ground and now we're in reset mode and then we're going to set back up for the next thing. So it wasn't bad, but it, it just was not, it didn't add up to anything significant for me besides that scene. Um, I think I'm a big fan of themes. Mm -hmm. I I agree with John saying that I don't think they stuck very well with the, are we getting older and just, and not wiser? I don't feel like they really touched on that that much at all, except I guess if you think about Miranda is dating a guy that Carrie dated and like, she could have known better. She could have believed Carrie in terms of the guy is a jerk, but that seemed like, that seemed like a pretty normal storyline. The things that bumped it up for me were, I really liked the Madonna and the whore thing between Charlotte and I want to rewatch it now. And they were actual frenemies. Charlotte and Samantha were 100% frenemies. They were such frenemies that Charlotte and Miranda had to like extricate themselves from the fight at brunch. And then, and then Miranda and Carrie had a whole walk where Carrie was like, oh my gosh, that completely, or maybe it was Miranda and Char, I mean, uh, Carrie and Charlotte, but she was like, that completely ruined brunch. 
So they had a, a whole friend and fighting thing. I think the Trey and Charlotte thing was really strong and there was really good acting and also just like good emotional storyline with them. I want to push back a little bit here on you that I think frenemies needs to be more than just a fight at brunch. Frenemies yeah. needs to like be, there needs to be, it needs to be deeper than just like a disagreement and someone getting their feelings hurt at brunch. Well, I'll push back on you. I agree with that, Please. but I'll push back on you and say there was that. And then she was like, well, what do you, what do you want to say to me? And it was an actual like confrontation. And then the first person she called when she ended up having sex was Samantha. And she Are we frenemies, maybe. Maybe we were frenemies, but no, there's a thing where like, I think they actually did like, I've seen that happen, but it felt like an argument. It felt like them like like, like blowing up at each other, then apologizing. Yeah. But I've, I, now I agree. I don't think it warrants an entire episode title, Okay, but I do think they were out of those friends. I think they were frenemies and And they do have, they had had shit in the past. They have had shit in the past. And I also think that you could say that the Carrie Miranda thing, even though they weren't at odds with each other, there can be a little friend of me's thing where she's like, she's dating her ex, but mm-hmm. like, fine, it's okay. But I told you so. So mm-hmm. I think that's there. And then, um, I don't know the, the trace. To- that's good. just tossing around the term frenemies too lightly. I agree with that as a title. But the other thing I think is the Carrie thing, the learning annex thing. The reason I give that points is because that was a real thing. That's a time of New York. That's like a very mm-hmm. New York thing is learning annex classes. And also Carrie basically did the pickup artist before that was a thing. Mm-hmm. She took a group of ladies to do the pickup artist yeah. at the bar. You think they were negging guys? They were negging dudes. Everyone <laughs> was everyone was freaking uh, peacocking. They were all wearing like dumb little hats. I was at a bar one time where someone was uh, pickup artisting and they tried to pick up mine and my friend's girlfriend. Can we do a boots in the ground episode where we go out and we try to pick up artist? Only if Jacqueline will come with us. Can you come with us? Definitely. That sounds so fun because I don't know what an hour. Will that be a predictable hour? Seen as a big you don't know what that hour. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's get to your rating. I was going to say three. Okay. Um, I was pretty persuaded, I think by John's critique, especially. I mean, I think the fact that we're spending so much time, like talking about the title and how it didn't live up to the title is kind of evidence that like, maybe this was a bit of a shallow episode. Mm. Like we don't have much more to talk about. The Virgin Madonna or the Virgin horror thing was certainly interesting. It was definitely the most interesting part of the episode. And one thing that I, I'm like, do I grapple with that? Because I know my friend does, who's very, she's actually, she got married today. Um, congratulations. Wow, congratulations. She like eloped. She eloped today. Parker's birthday of all days. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, she eloped today. She's not, she's not considering it a marriage, but it's got a it. long story. But yeah, I mean, she like found sort of accidentally, um, her now husband like talking about like, with his like, buddies and they were like so throwing around pictures of women and like super slutty you know outfits and then um would talk about her in such a different way and it was like degradation hmm. to to women who were like showing off their bodies and then but it was almost it felt degrading to my friend too because she's like why don't i get to be sexualized and like i don't want to be sexualized but at the hmm. same time why am i in a completely hmm. different camp um so yeah i mean women i guess deal with that kind of thing a lot and the the resolution was kind of cool, but the rest of it was kind of like, eh. Yeah, yeah. Kind of makes you want to dig into that theme way more. That it's like yeah. if it was yeah. called Virgin and the Whore, you'd be like, yeah, like right, yeah, yeah. If it was called let's... Like a Virgin, Like a Whore. Also, why was like Char- yeah. why was Charlotte suddenly upset with Samantha's whole 
thing like three seasons into the show like we well, know been, samantha's i feel MO. like they've kind of been at each other's throats a little bit oh, really? before okay. but this was the it came to a head way more here but i think i think it's it's the weight of yeah samantha that's true realizing that her marriage isn't working because of sex and then the weight of the weight Charlotte. of Charlotte. charlotte's yeah. yeah the weight of charlotte realizing that her marriage isn't working because of this thing yeah and then seeing samantha just so casually toss this thing that she's holding not only holding sacred but it's weighing her down mm-hmm. like made her i think act that way yeah yeah because yeah. I, I definitely yeah it, we could talk about that more it was it was that scene was interesting if you think about like why they both reacted and responded that way uh-huh. yeah i don't know I think if we had to go, if I had to go back and adjust my rating, I would go down to a 3.5 of the lowest, but I still think it's at least a 3.5. Okay. Awesome. Um, great. This was, this was a super fun episode. Jacqueline, where can we find you on social media's stuff? I'm at Trumbolina. Awesome. At yeah. Trumbolina. On Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. Great. Thank you so much for doing this, Jacqueline. Thanks for having Thank me, guys. Thank you so much for coming and doing this. Thank this was you, so guys. much fun. Enjoy. Go to our uh, iTunes and rate us. And check out our Patreon. We have episodes up there now. So check out extra episodes on the Patreon. And if you go to the Bradshaw Boys, NYC at gmail.com, you can send us an email. Yep. And you can be your own Patreon episode. Ooh. And we'll talk about your email for 20 to 72 minutes. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at The Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening.